Welcome to the Hunting for Purpose podcast, the official podcast home for all human design manifestors. I'm your host, Holly Marie, a 4-6 clinic manifester, a certified human design teacher, and a manifester who is following her own creative urge to facilitate a thriving global community of aligned, powerful manifestors. Wherever you are at in your manifester journey, or even if you are here just because you love a manifester and you want to understand them a little bit more, this podcast is the place for you. Stick around for in-depth teaching, for real-life practical tips and understandings of the manifester journey, and how to become aligned and powerful and thriving as a manifester. You are here for global impact. You are here to change the world. The time is now. The journey is yours. This podcast is your home. Beautiful people. Welcome, welcome, welcome to this episode of the Hunting for Purpose podcast. I'm so glad to have you back. I'm so glad to be back. I was actually recording an episode earlier this week that is going to be coming up at the end of August with the gorgeous irreplaceable, incomparable day Luna, Dana and Shana. Um, if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you will know that Dana and Shana have been on before. I have also been on their podcast. And if you are not familiar with their work, uh, Dana and Shana, who create day Luna, are two, two, four projectors. So there, there we have a two, four emotional projector and a two, four self-projected projector um, who do incredible work in the human design space. And they have been integral, absolutely integral and pivotal to my journey as a manifester and truly, truly helped me with mastering myself as a manifester and understanding my energy, understanding my authority, really learning to love myself, to understand myself through the lens of human design. And I couldn't speak more highly of them. Um, That's really not the purpose of this episode. I was just thinking on that because (laughs) I just recorded with them a couple of days ago. So Tune into that episode when it comes up at the end of August because you are going to love it so much. I promise you, these two women just adore manifestors. They adore manifestors and they speak of us with such reverence that I really wanted to bring their voices to you. Today is a solo episode. Today is no guesting whatsoever. Um, Our episode last week had the gorgeous Christina from Glow 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 Juice HD. So Christina is a 1-3 generator um, and just is such a beautiful soul. I really, really hope that you enjoyed listening to the way that she speaks about manifestors um, and that similarity in the creation process between a generator and a manifestor. That was so cool to just chat with her. Today, you've got me. You've got me. We are going back into our journey through manifestors in relationships. We're still talking about it, guys. Still talking. I I really feel like we're going to spend the entire year talking about this, which is pretty revolutionary as a manifestor because I think that we hardly ever stick at something for a whole year. But the sense that keeps coming to me and through my spleen is that this is, we are focusing on this for the year. This is where we're going. This is where we're moving. As a four, six manifester myself, that six line for me means I really need to and and will naturally energetically teach from a place of things that I have experienced myself. I need to experience it, step back from it, get objective, learn the lesson, and then come out and teach the wisdom. So 
given that I am journeying through so much to do with relationships for the whole course of this year, because I'm numerologically in a year six, I really think that that's what we're going to do, guys. That's. I hope you're on board now that we're halfway through the year. I hope that you are on board. Now, also, I am deep in a rest cycle. Uh, I've been doing a lot of purging over the last week as I have been going through a deep healing journey and I've been closing out cycles. I was very, very physically unwell last week as I was purging. And this week, I've been in the depths of that rest cycle, the depths of that recovery. And you guessed it, I pushed my voice too hard, used it too much, did too many recordings, and I'm now pretty croaky. I've got a pretty sore throat. However, when I checked in with my spleen, it still really, really wanted to get this message out from this podcast recording today. So <laughs> we're going to go through it. We're going to do it. I'm going to trust that my my body is leading me towards what is correct. Um, and if I get a bit croaky on the way through, you've been informed. Now you'll know why. So today we're going to have a little bit of a, uh, a little bit of a reckoning, a little bit of a radical self-reflection moment going on. Um, I really want you to enter into listening to this podcast episode in particular with an open mind, a mind of self-reflection, a mind of self-awareness to see is this something that resonates with me? Is this something that lands for me that maybe I need to pay attention to? I want to talk about whether you're actually repelling. Are you as a manifester actually repelling? And of course, this is through the lens of our relationships. In my relationships, am I actually repelling? Is that what is, that what is going on? Now, let's back up a little minute. Let's do some some basics for those people who are maybe new to human design or perhaps are not familiar with these terms or, heck, we all just always need a refresher. So as manifestors, we have what is called a closed aura. It's actually not closed. I think closed is a pretty misleading word. Um, what we have is a dense protective aura. So we have this energetic aura, this, this energetic field around us that is very hard for people to get through. Every other energy type does not have that. Every other energy type has this energy that is a bit more free. It's a bit more open. It's a bit easier to move through. So we tend to say that they have an open aura and manifestors have a closed aura. What we're referring to with the manifestor closed aura, you know, quote, quote unquote, closed aura, is that it's kind of heavy and kind of big and kind of protective. And one of the functionalities of that aura is that it will either magnetize people and things, so it will draw energy in, like via this one-way magnet, or it will repel. So it will push people and things off of it. It will magnetize them away. If you think about, if you think about a magnet, right, we have one end of the magnet that draws in and connects other things to it. So it connects metal, it connects other magnets. And then we have another end of the magnet that is repelling, that pushes things away. So it's the push-pull quality. So technically, manifestors actually just have a magnetizing aura. That's it. Our aura is magnetic. That's all. And so it has these two functionalities of both pulling in and pushing out, magnetizing in and repelling out. This happens with everything. So we speak about this happening with people, but that's not strictly the truth. The manifestor aura is magnetizing and repelling people and things because it is an energetic function. So it is magnetizing and repelling everything that is energy. And hey, guess what, folks? Everything 
is energy. <laughs> Everything is energy. So technically, your manifest aura is magnetizing or repelling everything that it comes into contact with. Every single thing that it comes into contact with. We see this play out the most with people because I think that just as humans, that's our natural propensity. We, you know, we have mirror neurons. We're here to mirror each other. We're designed to be in relationship. Um, that's where we learn. It's where we grow. It's how we communicate. It's how we connect. So largely, we're seeing this magnetizing or repelling quality showing up in in our interactions with people because we see their behavioral response to what is going on. When that does show up, it's pretty it's pretty obvious. I will say that I think um, for most manifestors that have paid attention to it, you know, you know what that looks like. If you're pretty new to understanding yourself as a manifestor, this might seem a little bit mysterious for now. Um, and it's helpful to just retrospectively look back across the relationships over the course of your life and see you know, where, where might I have magnetized people and where might I have repelled people? Or let's phrase that better. Where might my aura have magnetized people and where might my aura have repelled people? Because this is your aura doing this. It's not you. So this is not your individual personality that is doing this. It is your aura that is doing this quite on the outside of you, actually. Now, magnetizing looks just like you think it would. Magnetizing with people looks like them getting really inspired by you, really lit up by you. People get really just excited and animated about who you are. This is where manifestors kind of get that like gushing from other people of like, oh my gosh, you're amazing and I adore you and you're extraordinary and you, you know, I've never met anybody like you and I just want to be around you. I want to spend time with you. I want to learn about you. What do you do? Can I do it with you? Right? We magnetize people. We draw people in with that magnetic auric quality. Um, I experience a lot of this just in, in business that um, because a lot of you will view me as this uh, manifesto spokesperson, right? This, uh, this manifesto advocate, this manifesto expert, which is not, not entirely untrue, right? Um, but a lot of you are magnetized to my energy because of that and have this sense of, I want to be up in whatever she's creating. I want to be up in whatever she's doing. And I love to really honor that, but also to meet that with authenticity and say, hey, behind my closed aura, I'm so glad that you've been magnetized to it. But behind my closed aura, I'm also a human too. And I'm, you know, I got some messy parts and I've got some continuously broken parts and I'm going through my own journey and, and I'm learning to master being a manifester right alongside the rest of you. That's what magnetizing looks like. Then we have repelling. So classically in relationships, when you're dealing with other people, there's a few ways that repelling can show up. When you have just met somebody, when you are brand new, this person is a stranger, that is when you see repelling at its most potent. This is when you meet someone and they simply do not like you. They simply do not like you. It doesn't matter how nice you've been, how accommodating you've been, how friendly you've been, how many things you've got in common. It doesn't matter if you've got nothing against them. They simply do not like you. They don't like you. They, it feels like they hate you, that they're threatened by you. I think every single manifesto has an experience of that. I certainly have experiences of that. And it's created some problems, got to say, when I've needed to be continuously around that person that I've then repelled. So I've learned to just kind of step them out of my field, 
When I come across somebody who I repel, I just step them out of my field because <laughs> I think that's better for both of us. But when you have been in a, a perhaps like a longer term relationship or, um, you know, this is somebody who's not a stranger, the way that repelling will show up will look more like one of two options. It will either be that that person will ghost you. They will suddenly disappear from your life and not want to be in relationship with you for no reason, or they will suddenly start aggressively trying to control you, right? This is where we start getting people who um, want us to sort of like uh, pander to them, to submit to them, to um, ask for their permission for things. They are suddenly unhappy with all of the things that we're doing. They're critical of all of the things that we're doing. They want to control us. They ask us to be smaller. They ask us to or demand that we show up in a particular way at a particular time. There's a lot of nuance and a lot of subtlety to that that I can't really go into because it's going to be different for every single relationship. But I think we all know that experience of, of having that kind of aggressive control switch on from another person. Now, in relationships, you can go from an experience of magnetizing someone and then suddenly repelling them. That, I feel, is the most heartbreaking thing for us as manifestors because come back to that understanding that um, this is not you, it's not your personality doing this, it's your aura doing this. So it feels like this is happening outside of us, outside of our control where we, we were connected, we were intimate, like we, there was magnetism, you loved me, you were all up about me, and then, whoo, snap. Now you're repelled. All of a sudden you've ghosted me or you want to control me like you you don't like me anymore. What happened? What happened there? Let me tell you what happened. <laughs> this kind of repelling, when we've moved from magnetism to repelling in a relationship, only occurs, it only occurs when you as the manifester have energetically shifted somehow. This can be really subtle. It can be really unconscious, right? You might find that you are just going through your own self-healing journey. You are learning lessons. You are maybe closing cycles. You are approaching things in a different way. That can be the shift. Or it can be that you have gone from a creative cycle into a rest cycle or a rest cycle into a creative cycle. So you have energetically shifted. Perhaps that person was really magnetized to you while you were in your last creative urge and they were really actually magnetized to the urge. And then when you step out of that urge because you're done initiating it and you're bored with it and you are, you are not the energetic owner of that urge anymore, then they're repelled all of a sudden because you have energetically shifted gears. You have moved away from that urge. Perhaps you are even just journeying through things like boundaries for yourself. Perhaps you're healing your throat wounds. Perhaps you are deconditioning. Perhaps you're doing shadow work. Any kind of energetic shift for a manifester is going to be the thing that initiates that response from other people. When you energetically shift in relationships, that is how you can move from people being suddenly magnetized to you and then repelled or the reverse where people who have previously been repelled by you can suddenly be magnetized to you. Now, this is where the radical self-responsibility starts to come in, right? When we start to step out of that understanding of repelling 
And we start trying to apply repelling to things that are in fact not repelling. That's not what's going on. What it does is that it absolves us of having to be responsible for our actions. Let me drive a little bit further into that. In our relationships as manifestors, we often will, consciously or unconsciously, apply repelling to what is in fact relationship dysfunction. We do that because if we can say, oh, the reason that this person is behaving this way towards me is just because I repelled them. That's all. I just repelled them. Then it absolves us of having to take responsibility for how we've shown up in the relationship and what we in fact might be initiating in that relationship. This is a really important, really important, subtle understanding shift. We need to get our perspectives clear on where this line might be playing a part for us as individuals in our relationships as manifestors. Because often, often we are in fact not repelling. We're not repelling in our relationships. We are simply operating in dysfunction in our relationships. Now, I have done this myself and I have seen a great many manifestors talk about this, about, oh, it's, you know, that person just, mm, that all fell apart because I repelled them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this, it, was just, it was my aura. It was just repelling them. Mm, was it? Was it actually your aura that was repelling them? Was the experience that you shifted energetically and so you had been magnetizing them and now you are repelling them? Or, or was your relationship something that you were not taking the self-responsibility to nurture and to look after? I really believe that as manifestors, we need a reckoning of self when it comes to how we show up in relationships. And I, I want to extend all of us compassion in that because I, I truly do feel that as manifestors, we haven't been given examples. We haven't, we haven't been given examples through our lineage, um, through our ancestry, not for a very, very long time. I mean, we're, we're probably talking hundreds and hundreds of years, you know, when, when the last time was that we had aligned manifestors working in society. What we experience now is that manifestors are hard to see they're hard to know. Um, and manifestors have had hundreds of years of really being dysfunctional in relationships because we've had this sort of uncertainty and this conditioning and this wounding around the role that we play in society. So it's to be expected that as manifestors now, even though this generation of manifestors, we're coming into awareness, we're coming into awakening, we're coming into healing, we're coming into this ownership of our power through sovereignty, but it's to be expected that, of course, we're going to be toddlers when it comes to navigating relationships with this energy because we simply haven't been taught and we don't have examples to look at. So congratulations, manifestors. We are the ones going first. <laughs> we are initiating ourselves and we are initiating each other and we are initiating the rest of society into what it looks like to be in aligned relationship with a manifestor energy. But this always begins with self. It always begins with self. Everything about your journey as a manifestor begins with self. It's sovereignty. 
sovereignty. It is I am sovereign as a being in my own energy. I take radical self-ownership, self-responsibility, self-honesty and healing within my own energy. And when I do that, I am then able to have this very aligned, beautiful, positive, transformational impact and influence on my tribe, on the collective, on the world around me. But it is as within, so without. It begins with me. So I need to see in myself as a manifester where I am contributing to dysfunction in my relationships. I cannot keep pointing the finger outwards and saying it is other people who don't know how to be in relationship with me. Mm, Maybe you don't know how to be in relationship with yourself. You don't know how to be in relationship with others. And that is being mirrored, reflected and responded back to you by the people around you. That was a bit harsh. We need to receive that, though. We need to receive that as manifestors. Nobody is going to make you be responsible for yourself as a manifestor because you're a sovereign being. You need to choose to be responsible for yourself as within, so without, as within, so without. It always starts with you. Now, when we look at dysfunction versus repelling, We see that repelling creates those behaviors of like ghosting, of aggressive control, of, um, you know, meeting a stranger and them just not liking you. Those are the qualities of your manifesto aura repelling someone. Dysfunction is pretty different. Dysfunction in a relationship looks like projecting from your wounds, projecting from your shadows, projecting from your inner child wounds, your mother wound, your father wound, your core wound, your shadows, projecting from your your um, conditioning as well. If you haven't you know, gone through that sort of at least the initial stages of a deconditioning journey, you are operating and initiating from those places. So what you are initiating out is um, an amplification and um, this sort of magnet magnifying experience of I'm actually initiating from my wounds and therefore I'm making my wounds bigger, right? This is what I'm receiving back in. What people are responding to is my wound because I am initiating from my wound. So we see projecting from wounds. We can also have people project back on us, absolutely, because we're all human and we're all doing it. But this is dysfunction, Projecting onto others, saying, I blame you because this is how you make me feel. You do this to me. You are creating this reality in my world. It can also show up as not listening. It can show up as not compromising, which is a dicey one for manifestors, isn't it? Because we are sovereign beings. We keep being told, walk your own path, you know, do your own thing, make your own rules. Does that mean that in a relationship we don't compromise? Maybe I should do a whole episode just on that. As manifestors, we are still designed to compromise. In relationships, when we love other people, it is a gift that we offer the relationship to say, as long as this is still in authentic alignment for me, yes, I can shift my behavior. Yes, I can shift my language. Yes, I can shift my communication. Yes, I can shift my perspectives. And I can compromise and I can grow myself in that way for the health of the relationship. So it's certainly dysfunctional to not compromise, to be it's my way or the highway. Dysfunction also looks like not holding space for the other person, not holding space for their emotions, not holding space for their perspectives, really getting that kind of dogmatic, like it's, I can only see this my way. 
I can only feel this my way. My emotions are more important than yours. My emotional experience is more intense than yours. I'm in more pain than you are. Your perspective is wrong. My opinion is right. This also shows up in poor communication styles. I think as a global collective, we need to be working more on our communication styles, me included. The way that we use language is powerful and we are not great communicators. We're not great communicators. It can also look like dysfunction in relationship can look like existing in your attachment wounds. Understanding whether you have an attachment style going on. Are you anxiously attached? Are you um, an avoidant attachment? Right? Are you a a fearful avoidant attachment? Doing some research and and some learning into attachment styles and where those come from and how you might be in those behaviors in your relationships is so healthy And often a lot of dysfunction comes in relationships because we have people with opposing attachment styles, opposing attachment wounds. Now, I think that the other main area that we see dysfunction for manifestors in relationships, manifestors specifically, is that we start to use breaking away from the relationship as a threat instead of bending, instead of compromising, instead of communicating, instead of healing, instead of meeting the relationship openly, instead of informing, we use breaking the relationship, stepping away, cutting people off, disconnecting and disengaging as a threat. We use it as an ultimatum. We either use this quietly within ourselves or we use it overtly. We say it to the other person. And this is really born out of that dynamic in in a, a manifestor's energy where We don't necessarily need relationships in the same way that other people need them. We have a primal human need for relationships. But beyond that, we want relationships. We want relationships. And wanting, ironically, is far more vulnerable than needing. Because wanting says, I choose you. I choose this relationship. It is my choice It's my responsibility as to whether I've let you be intimately close to me, whether I've let you be emotionally intimate, relationally intimate with me in some way. So if I choose you and you hurt me, then I have to go through a whole journey of self-forgiveness as well as forgiving you because I wanted you here and I put myself in this position. So what happens here is that manifestors get this very kind of angry, protective kickback when we are in a relationship with somebody and we get hurt and we say, well, I didn't need you in the first place. I didn't need you in the first place. And now I don't want you anymore because you hurt me and I'm angry about that. And I don't want to go through the discomfort and the difficulty of having to forgive you, but also of having to forgive myself for being in this situation. So I'm going to break it. I'm just going to say, I never needed you anyway. We out. We done. Disconnect. Manifestors can be so cold, so cold when they leave a relationship rather than bending in the experience rather than growing, learning, accepting the mirror, accepting what is being highlighted and triggered in you as the manifesto that is now showing itself as something that is available to heal. Manifestors will far more often break in a relationship than they will bend in a relationship. And this is dysfunction. 
It is dysfunction. This comes from a place of wounding. It comes from a place of fear. It comes from a place of um, quite toxic self-preservation behavior. This is going to be, I guarantee you, this is going to be linked to childhood experiences that you have had relationally, whether that is from your family, whether it is from your social network growing up, you will have had experiences as a manifester where you got hurt by someone, you got rejected by someone, you were vulnerable in that position, and your nervous system is now saying, that's a red flag, that's a big warning light, I've got a giant wall up around this, I will not repeat that experience because that was emotionally very painful for me to do, and so I am just going to shut it off, walk away, and veer far away from this whole thing and not have that person in my life anymore. This happens across the board in manifesto relationships. This, I'm not just referring to marriages or romantic relationships. I'm also referring to friendships, to work relationships. Um, manifestors do this in all of our relationships. We have a very in or out sort of mentality that is certainly only there because it feels like a form of self-preservation. It feels like a form of self-protection. And one of the lessons that I have been learning in identifying this as something that's in fact not a strength and, you know, having somebody move out of my life is not me repelling them. When I previously used to magnetize them, it's understanding that this is relationship dysfunction and I don't have to have somebody cut into my life or cut out of my life. That this is not a black and white thing. That this kind of dysfunction in relationship is in fact all grey. It's all grey. Somebody doesn't have to be in your life or out of your life. Somebody can be in your energetic field, in your energetic space, and that's okay. Right? We can change the dynamic with which they relate to us. We can change the closeness that they have to us. And yes, in some cases, it is the correct thing to do to have that person removed from your life entirely. But in a lot of cases, it's not. And I think that when we look at functional relationships, when we are approaching it sovereignly from being a sovereign being who has self-ownership, self-awareness, self-responsibility of I meet my needs first and then I am able to give to others, we see that we can bend. We can bend instead of that break, instead of using this as an ultimatum, instead of using it as this hanging axe in our relationship, we can go to people and say, I have been here to connect with you. I've been here to hold space for you. I've been here to help you. I've been here to love you. And what I expected was reciprocation from that. But my needs haven't been met here. And so I need you to be at somewhat of a distance. And Because maybe this is bad timing. Or maybe I'm just not the right fit for you at the moment. Or, you know, maybe maybe you're not quite ready for who I am. Or maybe I'm even not quite ready for who you are and how much you are triggering me. So when you are ready and when you have healed through some of this work and you are able to meet my needs, my door is open. I'm here. Come on back. My door is open all the time for you. And until then, you move in your space and I will move in my space. That is the healthy, functional way to approach things. And yet, 
It's not what we see in manifesta behavior. I think we, we kind of even need to look no further than um, Ra himself, who had, I believe, three marriages. Divorce is a common experience for manifestors because we feel like this is the only way through, that if, if we are not having our needs met in relationships, if, if um, we are not being respected and honored in the way that we need to in the relationship, that that's because that person just needs to be out of our life for good. And bringing this back to repelling, I think that we, we use this language in a bit of a disservice to ourselves. So we jump to repelling as an early intervention of, oh, things are starting to get a little bit awkward here. Things are starting to get a little bit dysfunctional. This person is showing me parts of myself that I am not necessarily available to see. Like these have been triggered. This has been mirrored to me. And I don't know if I want to look at that. So because I feel uncomfortable and because this person is pressing on these buttons and they they are probably projecting on me while we're doing it, I'm going to say I repelled them. I repel them. They don't like me. Oh, they're trying to control me. Oh, well, get them out of my life. We need to start paying attention to this within ourselves, manifestors. Where do we move from? I'm genuinely repelling someone. My, my aura outside of me has repelled them to this is not repelling. This is dysfunction in the relationship. Perhaps we've been codependent. Perhaps this has been trauma bonding in our relationship. Perhaps we need to work on our communication styles. Perhaps I need to bend instead of break. Perhaps we are just triggering the wounds in each other. And that is the nature of this relationship. It's a friction relationship where we are here to trigger each other for the opportunity of healing. Where is the dysfunction occurring in my relationship and what role am I playing? What's my side of the street? What's my 50%? Knowing that it always begins with me. It always begins with me. What I am what I am experiencing within, the state that I am at within is what is going to be reflected in the environment around me. So my 50%, my side of the street is really important. And I can't continue to point the finger at another person and say they no longer like me because, oh, accidentally my energy repelled them. No. You have had a dysfunction within yourself and within the relationship highlighted. And this is an opportunity for you to own that, for you to heal that. And that begins with honesty and self-awareness. We have just passed 33 minutes and 33 seconds. And that feels good. That feels good. <laughs> Let's stop there. I'm going to trust the numbers. It's also showing up with 1111 on my screen right now. And so I'm going to trust all of the, the little nudges from the universe and the numerology that shows up there for me. And I'm going to wrap up this podcast episode here. My voice is also just about to give out. So this is good timing. Let me know how this one has settled with you. Let me know how this sits with you. Was this a wake-up call? Was this really challenging? Did this maybe grate on some areas in you? Share it on your social media. Tag us. Share about it in the Facebook group. You can email us, which is support at the Manifested Community, if you want to share kind of in longer form or in a more intimate setting. We love hearing you're informing. We're not open to hearing complaints, but we do love hearing you're informing. And I think that this area of relationships is one that um, – 
is kind of challenging and triggering and a bit vulnerable and and raw for all of us. So if this has felt like it's stirred some things within you, that's okay. You're in good company. We are all journeying through this together. Now, if relationships are an area that you want to look further into, maybe you feel like you need to learn a little bit more about relationships. You need to um, grow more through that. You need to understand yourself. You want to understand how your chart might be helpful in that. I recorded a fun little, uh, like, I think just under 90 minutes is about 75 or 80 minute relationships masterclass that is currently available for purchase. It's 10 Australian dollars. Like, it's nothing. I really just kind of had to cover like my staff's administrative costs for putting this product together. <laughs> so it's 10 Australian dollars, which is about five US dollars, super cheap investment, less than a Starbucks coffee. And this masterclass takes you through what manifestors need in relationships, how our wounds show up in relationships, what our role in relationships is. And it takes you through all of these key areas in your chart that you individually can interpret to see, ah, this is how I am designed to show up in relationships. This is maybe where um, I'm a bit out of alignment or maybe where I am in alignment and I can use this as a foundation to build on in my relationships. So the link for that is in the show notes. Um, This is not going to be a class that is available forever. It's going to be a a limited release thing. So we will be keeping this available, I think, until about the end of June. So just a short time period. Definitely grab it if that that calls to you and do some learning into relationships as a manifester in a, a bit more of that structured teaching way. Or just keep absorbing all of this free content because... We've been talking about it a lot. So there's plenty of it out there to support you if you are financially not able to access that at this time. Thank you for listening. I am going to close up here. I really appreciate you all being here as always. Um, Next week, we have the delightful Taylor doing her podcast co-hosting. It's she's great. If you haven't listened to any of Taylor's episodes, you should. Taylor is so different from me. She's a one, three emotional manifester. She's got all this right facing energy. I've got, I'm a four, six splenic manifester. I've got all this left facing energy. So I love um, listening to what Taylor brings. Definitely tune into her episode next week and we will be seeing you super duper duper soon. Thanks for tuning in guys. Thank you so much for spending a little bit of time with us today in another episode of the Hunting for Purpose podcast. We so enjoy having you here and whether you are listening to my insights or the wisdom of one of our other incredibly talented manifesto specialists, we really truly hope that you have taken away power, transformation and wisdom about your own manifesto magnificence. Before you go and switch off, we would be so humbly grateful if you could take the time to either leave a podcast review right on the platform that you're listening to, or if you feel like it, please do a share across your social media. We love to hear how each of the episodes is impacting you, and we love to provide an opportunity for you to inform us via social media. So please share a story or a post about this episode and tag us at The Manifesto Community. Until next time, please, Manifestors, keep hunting for purpose.